Hello. Hi, I was mid gulp. I was drinking. <laughs> I know it's terrible timing. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, it's wet and uh, Christmas is in two days. Well, mm. we're recording this, but by the time this comes out, Christmas would have been gone, done and gone. So, everything. Oh, so, oh, New Year's is in three days. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> Hope you guys had a good Christmas and, yes. and got whatever you wanted from Mr. Santa Claus. We'll get you a present. Um, I am feeling really like. Um, it's kind of hitting me that the year's ending. Mm. Like, it come, it's coming so quickly. And I just can't believe it's 2023. Um, I don't know what it is, but I've been talking about this before, but literally all the years between now and 2020, it just seems like a whole mashed up blur. Like, yeah. it just seems like a whole one big long year. It has been, like, kind of, like, rolled into one. It's the pandemic. It really messed everything up and everybody up. Yeah, literally. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to 2023. Me too. It should be a good year. It should be. Um, let's get straight into it. My my name, you know. Welcome to the Racing Podcast, <laughs> the podcast where we speak about things in music and popular culture related. I'm Oli Zaid. I'm Carl CNM. And today we are ending the year, our final episode of the year. We're ending it with giving you our top 10 songs of the year personally and our top five albums as well so we're going to go through um from the bottom to the top i'm um, going to start with albums because we were just discussing before how we kind of struggled with albums this year <laughs> and obviously there was that one album that we're not going to name now but that kind of like took up the most we were kind of like that was like the biggest release of the year and um, apart from that when i was going like making my list i was like hmm there's not any many albums that i really like like gravitated towards it was more so songs so yeah we're gonna start with albums how do you want to do it because usually usually we like alternate but there was one time i think my, one of your friends made a suggestion i can't remember what it was yeah it was like to do so if we were doing like a what was it but i think it was like when we were doing like specific artist albums so it was like to go through those album by album in terms of the order and then rank them after i think it was but then it's different because I guess we have like different albums, so yeah. So should we just do how we normally do? And Basically, just... sorry if you get lost, guys, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. So my number five album of the year is fairly new. Interestingly enough, um, literally came out like a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I've been struggling with this album of the year thing. Um, but I really like Jarkey's is um album they just released and i've never really listened to him before but 2022 has been a year that i've been trying to like listen to like different music because we have a podcast i feel like i've been trying to be more open-minded to most things so i've listened to like most people's albums at least one time just because just to say like i've listened to it so i'm definitely like more open-minded to like different sounds and r&b and rap and whatever genres um yeah so jacques jacques released an album called sincerely for you not too long ago um and I feel like I started to hear attention to him when he covered LMA's Trippin'. And I feel like his version of that song was really, really good. I just thought that he um, <laughs> cleared it with her before he decided to release it because it <coughs> So, yeah. But, um, yeah, the album's good. So it's called Sincerely For You. Um, and there's a couple standout tracks that I like. Um, I think people find his voice a bit annoying because he does a lot of, like, ee. Yeah, he does a lot of runs. 
Yeah, a lot of runs and all sorts. But um, you actually can sing. I think the content of the album is like what I expected, like sex and love and like relationships and that kind of thing. There's a bit graphic. I was going shopping with my mum the other day and then he was talking about spreading someone's thighs and I said, yay. I had to reduce the volume a little bit so she couldn't hear what he was saying about <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, the couple... Sorry? Wait, does he have a song on there with Summer Walker? Yeah, he does, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard that the other day for the first time. Yeah, that's what made me um like listen to the album. I can't remember what I was doing. Maybe I was on Instagram and I think one of the blogs had like an advertisement for his album and then that was the song that they were playing and I was like, oh, okay, let me go listen to the um, album. So I've listened to the album and I actually like it. Um, so yeah, Jacquees is actually a good singer. I think he does do a lot sometimes, but the album is quite laid back and he doesn't do his EEE thing too much on the album anyway. Um, but I guess some artists are not for everybody, which is fair. And um, some of the standouts for me on this album uh, was a song called Say Yeah, a song called Women's Wear, and then a song with Summer Walker and Black called um, Tell Me It's Over and then there's one song there with Dreezy who I believe he's dating I'm not sure if they're still together but as far as I knew they were dating she's a rapper and this song called Your Body and yeah so Jarkley's Continue For You is my number five album of the year is it um a long album like how many tracks is it there's 17 songs okay it's not too bad not too bad yes and it's like maybe like a bit under an hour I think it's like 54 minutes maybe so it's not too long to listen to. I think I can do like I know we complained about Scissors album and twenty three songs. I can do ma- maybe like eighteen max, I think, but anything more than that, and I just start getting confused. So yeah, I mean with the Scissors album, I think what helped was the fact that it was um like the songs towards the end were songs that we already heard, so we didn't mm-hmm. have, like listen to them when we listened to the album, which is good. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't even know he had an album. I, I remember listening the other day. I came across his song with um summer walker on like the spotify radio thing i was like oh my god okay i didn't know they had a song together and yeah. song, so maybe I'll, that'll make me go listen to that album since i saw your list uh i don't think you really listen to drug piece like that but like you said because you're listening to new music yeah i'm trying to i like his one song that he came out with like his first song and then that's like the only thing i've heard of him behind besides the the tripping um song and also um cover sorry and i think future produced his um executive produced his album I think Future's actually a really good producer when it comes to R&B music because he's executively produced like Sierra Sierra album. So I think he's got a good ear for like R&B sounding songs, if that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when he said he was the king of R&B? Jacquees. <laughs> what do I, say? I don't know how you say his name. I say it Jacquees. I just say Jacquees, but I didn't know how you actually say it. Yeah, I think that's how, that's how I say it too. That sounds like how you say it. Yeah, I know. I remember he said that. I was just like, yeah, no, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I guess it's good to be confident, but let's not, you know, overdo it. So, oh, real. Um, so my number five is I was like thinking about time like back back to summer when I was like in my pop era, and Mabel released an album called About Last Night, mm. and honestly, this album was like such a nice nice vibe, and Eminem and Eminem and produced most of it. Mm. Um, and I feel like this is the year that I really well not but last year the last couple of years I really was like Eminem is really going up there in the producer world. Um. He, he's produced some of, like, the year's biggest songs. Anyway, he produced most of this album, and it's like, I, I feel like you just would not like it. But <laughs> have you heard Mabel's song, Let Them Know? I probably have on the radio. Yeah, so that's on this album. Um, That's one of my standouts, Let Them Know, Animal Definition. And then there's a song called I Love Your Girl, which is, oh, that was on repeat back in summer. Um, But yeah, it's literally just like a dance pop album. And it was around the time when obviously Beyonce released Renaissance and it was like everyone was dipping into that like you know like dancey pop bag so I think 
especially this summer, that was a genre that was like really the, um, dominating the charts. And I feel like people started to respect Mabel a little bit more because she kind of, after like Finders Keepers and like, like the whole first project, I think that's what that's one of your favorite projects. Um, yeah, you did definitely go down the more popular route, but I see why she she did it because I think she does suit it. Um, you know, it might not be to everyone's taste, but um, this album just proves that she actually suits that genre. So I'm so happy that she like kind of she's making the music that she wants to make now. So yeah, I mean I don't I'm not gonna lie, I do kind of miss her R and B like fused music because the Finders Keepers is such a good song. Yeah, you know, I like I like crossover. Like, I don't mind obviously people crossing over because I think like most people do do that anyway. And maybe she enjoys this movie genre, maybe. But I do like an R and B pop blend, and I think I liked her album um, High Expectations. I think that was the album that it was like a bit of a mixture of both for me because I believe it was like two discs if I remember correctly. So that had like um, Don't Call Me Up on it, and then like um, what's the other song? That song there's a song with AJ Tracy on there, and then some other song with Clean Bandit on there. And then, like, another part of the album was, like, got all Finders Keepers and them songs on it. So, um, yeah, I like a bit of an R&B band. But, I, you know, I like Mabel, generally speaking. I've seen her in concert twice. Don't ask me how, because... <laughs> in fact, three times. I have seen Mabel three times live. Did you like her live? I liked her live. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw her once at um, Love Box. I saw her once when she first came out. She opened up for Bryson Tiller. And then I saw her at a Christmas show. My friend took me to that um, Ellie Golding was having a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I've seen her three times. I actually like her. I was a big Mabel fan, like, but I just haven't really just, like, heard her stuff that more so recently. But then I told you the other day when we were doing our last episode that I, was, I heard um, her song, like, Loneliest Time of the Year, which was, like, a Christmassy kind of song. Yeah. Uh, which I liked as well. So, yeah, I've always liked her, to be honest. I think it, no matter what genre, if you, do, if you prefer one specific genre that she does, you can't deny that she, like, she makes good music. Like, yeah. Like chart music. Um, I won't dispute that. She's got a nice voice. Yeah, and I think she does need. I think she should be bigger than she is. So hopefully, this kind of gives her the gateway into becoming a bit more respected in the music world. Because mm. I think she's just she's actually so talented. Did you know that her mum was um, Nina Cherry? Yeah. yeah, I was like so mind blown when I found that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't really feel like. I mean, I would have known. I don't think she really looks like her, to be honest. But I just remember reading that, and I was like, oh, okay, so her mum was a singer as well, basically. Interesting yeah. fact. Yeah. So yeah, that's my five number five album of the year. Is Mabel? I'm my only UK one. Oh, actually, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. Oh. We'll get there. Get there. Um. So my number four album is. Oh, I'm about to jump to my number three. I'm thinking something's wrong. Um. So my number four album is another. No, not new artist. It's a new artist. So she went viral. Um. A couple of maybe months ago on Instagram for one of her songs. Um. She's like a fresh, like young singer I would say like a young R&B singer um and again I like saw rated R&B I think was on Twitter like gave like the list of 25 the top 25 R&B albums of the year and hers was on the list so I'd like decided to just look through like a lot of the albums and listen to them and um I really liked what I heard so I'm kind of glad I gave her a chance and give and I'm glad I'm giving new music a chance because the album's really good or it's like an EP or album whatever and so Alex Vaughan is the artist and my number four list and the project is called Hurt Book and um, she's going on tour with Ari Lennox um, this, well, next year. As, uh, Ari Lennox said it's her last time touring, which is interesting. So I'm sure that'll be a good um, last tour. But yeah, the, I like the project because it's like the R&B that I really like. It's like real R&B. 
Um, and what I always like talk about what I want to hear. So like it's got good backgrounds. Like she's got a really clear voice, good choruses. There are big moments on the songs. Like the songs are quite progressive, generally speaking. So that I feel like there's no like stagnancy in a lot of her songs. Um, and the standouts for me on the album are a song called So Be It, Talking, and a song called Do You Ever that I really, really like replay often now. So um, I'm in my new artist, new musician bag, and I'm opening the doors to new things for the new year. Not um, Do You Ever, was that's the one you added last week, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Under Pretty Pretty. I think I listened to him. I can't remember that. Like, oh, I, I forgot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I wanted, it was stuck between that and Flow, to be honest. But I thought, I do love that Flow song, Losing You. But um, I thought Alex Vaughan, yeah. Okay, so. I'll give, a, give her a go. Um, I'm trying to, if you could compare, not obviously you can't compare. Them, mm-hmm. But what kind of style would you say is like, when you describe her kind of singing style, who would you like compare it to? That's a good question. I feel like it's a mixture between like a, like the kind of music that maybe like Monica might have made if she was like in her early 20s in 2022, I would say. Oh, okay. That's a good um, comparison. Yeah. Good question though. Cause I really was thinking like, what is it about this that, that like I, I really like? And I think that was, yeah. And she's got like a short little haircut, which reminds me of Monica because Monica's <laughs> a little short. I always, think, I always think about stuff like that. Like, Artists like Monica and Brandy, I always think, what would they sound like if they came out, like, now? Yeah. It's, like, a weird concept to think, because obviously, like, the 90s sound was a very, very different time. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's, like, they are quite... It's quite special. Like, their music is quite special, because even though it was made such a long time ago, I feel like the music they, they've made kind of is, is timeless. Like, it transcends, transcends time. Like, you can listen to it now. Even though you can tell that it's from the 90s, it's still, like... It's just, I feel like there's no other music like that. Um, yeah. From then, like since then, anyway. And even even them themselves don't make music like that anymore. So. That's the issue that I'm having because it feels like this is why when I go to like these concerts, yeah, like these old school R&B concerts, the artists obviously we want to hear their old music, and that's fine. But then like then they start playing their new songs and they don't really hit as much. Like the last Brandy album I really liked was Two Eleven, and that was ten years ago. Her B Seven album, I wasn't really you know, the biggest fan of. And the last song I really liked from her was like Baby, no, was Begging and Pleading, which came out in 2016. So it's like, I think they can really afford to kind of go and tour and sing their old songs, but then obviously they want to like showcase their new music, but it doesn't really hit as much as their old stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it's obviously because they're trying to like get with the times. Yeah, they want to be current, isn't it? They want to be current, but yeah, I just think, not to be rude, but like those, those kind of artists like Ashanti and um, Monaco and Brandy I feel like they've done so much in their music career that I just feel like they don't necessarily need to make new music anymore because I just feel like it's just not ever going to hit the same yeah and the thing is like, I feel like they've based their careers on the fact that people hear their old stuff like so they can go on they've got how many albums between them and collaborations and stuff and you know what I mean like they can go on tour and sing all their songs from 1994 to 2010 for example and that's like what how many years of music I can't count right now. <laughs> don't ask me, I don't know. Yeah, however many years of music that is. 14? No. That's... Wait, hold on. I can't count. How old will we be in 2010? 16. Sorry, there we go. So 16, <laughs> wow. 16 years of worth of music. So I can, Brandy's like first four albums, for example, she can perform 
like an, on a tour and people would like resonate with those songs and a lot of people listen to like the deep cuts as well so like yeah because even like for example the last rated um album post was a brandy album and it was her 1998 album i really like like almost every single song on that album pretty much and i wish that she would actually sing some of the deep cuts on the albums but they often don't do that which is annoying so yeah exactly but yeah, like you said, when they get ever gone towards hope, especially brand new Monica, I just want them to sing their old stuff, and that's it. Keep it. Keep yeah. It. Um. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to check out Alex Vaughan then. I feel like maybe she'd be someone that I would like as well. So, give her a go. Um. My number four is I actually forgot this album was released this year, but then when I was going through my list, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about that. But I did enjoy it. It's um LMA's album, Heart on My Sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um. If I'm completely honest, I haven't gone back to it that much. Mm-hmm. But like when it was first released, I did listen to it a few times, a couple of times. And I did take a few songs on it. I did put on my actual playlist. So even though I haven't heard the whole album in its entirety many times, I still have some songs that I really, really liked with there. And I just think it was generally, I remember when we did the review of it. Did we do the review of it? We yeah. kind of like briefly did cover it like in one of our Hot Topic episodes. We yeah, okay. yeah, I remember because we said our favourite tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a pro- proper review. Um, but I remember we saying that it was actually like a really, really good album and we did enjoy it. So definitely think it's up there as one of my favourites of the year. Um, some of my standouts would be How, um, Pieces, not Pieces, uh, DFMU, um, Single Swim and Fading Out. Um, also, I really loved Trying as well. Um, the only thing I grab I have about this album, I feel like it's rolled out was a bit, mm, I don't know what the word is, like slow. Um, mm. and there's been like so I'm looking on Wikipedia now and there's been four singles but like where were those singles like nothing nothing ever like popped off mm. and I don't I mean I don't think I mean like the first single was not another love song and that was in October 2020 and then um, the last single was How which was released 27th of July 2022 and I feel like that is such a big I know the whole COVID thing as well but like that's a big gap to have your first single and then like you release your album yeah. It's kind of like reminiscent of Scissor's album, where she had like singles like every single year. Three years. Like, come on, like that's that's literally three years. It's crazy. The labels though, man. They just I don't know. I think that's the labels, and maybe they're just not happy with certain things. So they're like, no, we need you to get a hit. Yeah. Um, but at least they put her album out after not too long. But she said she was taking her time when I watched her Breakfast Club interview. LMA, sorry, she said she was taking her time with it. Um, I think when I list her, don't f me up. Um, before. The album was released. I didn't really like it, but then when I listened to the album, I think yeah, me too. The entirety, it made sense. So I liked it a bit more, like from that. I did. I do think she probably did choose the wrong singles. Um, yeah, because there's songs on there that she could. She could. I think she really messed up with, not pun intended, but with a massive lucky day. I think that could have been. Uh, there was a video of them performing it together, at something. I don't know if you remember seeing it. Yeah, I was like. And that was the time where Lucky Day was blown up with um, over. over. And mm. I was like, yeah, that's a missed opportunity. You should have just released that. And, I mean, I, I do agree with how being a single, but I think she should have waited and then released a mess first. Yeah, we did say, though, that like, we said that like when we were doing our little review, we said how should be a single. And I think, I believe we did say, one of us or both of us did say something about mess should be a single as well. So, yeah, I think the order of the songs released would have probably been... Um, could have been a bit better, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think also my gripes with LMA is that her videos are so boring. 
<laughs> I don't even think, yeah. I watched the video for... No, what song is it? Is it How? <coughs> There's one... How is boring. I don't even remember the video. There's... She just wearing like a... You know, like, in the 1960s, and women used to wear, like, glasses and, like, scarves over their head. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was a certain, like, vintage look that she had in one of the videos. And I can't even remember what song it is because I didn't really pay attention to the video that much. So, yeah, I agree. Even the boot-up video was so dry. I think one of her best videos, and it wasn't even that good, was um, Shot Clock. I was just thinking that it was just the angles and the, the videography yeah. that made that video really good, even though it was simple, too. But, like, boot-up was just a missed opportunity. I just remember, like, thinking, why are you at the fair? Why? <laughs> Why are you, I get it, you're booed up at the fair, but why are you at the fun fair? Did you go to Winter Wonderland? I was just like, no, this is ugh. Anyway, yeah, there was no, like you said, there wasn't like a big <coughs> hit, which I guess is not really her fault, but like, you know, because that booed up and tripping sold her prior album. Booed up, I would say, more so, but in this case, there was no booed up and no tripping. So obviously, it's difficult when artists aren't able to replicate the success that they had had prior with their bodies of work so yeah, yeah. But, it's a shame though because it is it is actually a good body of work yeah um, it's a good album um i just hope that she doesn't take that long again because i think it's because boot up was so long ago like her first album was so long ago i think people just kind of like lost interest like just forgot about her like just forgot that she actually actually existed i think the issue with like some artists is that they're like bar bar scissor and summer walker i don't think everyone has a major fan base like that to be doing delayed releases no. so besides those two R&B artists I don't think anyone, everyone else can afford to be taking two, three, four years to release a project because the fans that they have are there for the moment so I think once you have a strike, you strike you know, gold, you need to continue that momentum and not go to sleep and think like the fans are going to work, because I feel like the fans that, and people that love, love Booed Up and Trippin and Shot Clock on the first project have were nowhere to be found for the next this one, if that makes sense so mm. you've got to keep that momentum. I think that's what I feel like Rihanna did really well when she was, like, coming out. Like, she... I feel like she could have taken a break at any opportunity, but she just kept pushing music out continuously, pushing out music every year, doing something, mm-hmm. re-release, album, mm-hmm. album. So you knew every time it was, like, November or end of the year that there's something coming from Rihanna. And then in your head, you're like, OK, well, no, next November, we'll have another thing from Rihanna. You're expecting it at that point. So... Which is a good, I think that's a good strategy. Even though I know at the time people were like, oh, she releases like music too quickly and it's like not necessarily like 100% good or whatever. But I think she was smart, like you said, in the, in the fact that she was getting it so that she's always prominent on the chart. So whenever she does take a break, we're just like, oh, where's Rihanna? That's what's happening now. Exactly. Now we are desperate and thirsty mm-hmm. for Rihanna music and yeah. hanging on to every single thing that she does. So I'm, I'm not going to lie, like LMA. She really did, and, and Booed Up was such a massive song, I don't think she fully took advantage of it. As, I but... don't, yeah, because I don't, I don't think she expected, they didn't expect it, because the song came out, like, way before 2017, and it blew up in 2018. So, I don't think they were expecting it. I like the fact they capitalised and made the video as quickly as they probably could have, which is great. But yeah, I don't think, like, in my head, I would have been like, boom, okay, cool, album, doom, re-release, okay, boom, within, like, eight months, next album, like, you know what I mean? Like, it needs to be very, like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. You can't just be like, oh, I've got a big hit. Whatever, whatever. Like, even, yeah, I don't know. It just, and the thing is, like, another thing, I think when she re- released her first album, I remember her saying that, I think because the boot up blew up randomly and she hadn't put out her, the actual album yet. So then they were, like, rushing to get everything finalised, I think, to put out the album, which I appreciate and understand. So, 
I think everyone just took them by surprise. And, yeah. You know. Also, I don't know if it's her or Delay Watch. She's another one where she, ugh, the single choices are just terrible. Yeah. Because like, after Boot Up, she, rele- she released Trip, which was like, I do like that song, but it was just, there's other songs on the album she could have released. That yeah, so. I feel like that was a good follow-up. I feel like it sounds similar, in similar kind of yeah, That's what I mean. It's, it's too similar though, I think. You think so? Okay, no, it, it, okay, it does sound very similar, actually, yeah. It's not a deep thing, so you're right. <laughs> But it was it's a good it's a good choice, but I think she should have just released something a bit more upbeat. But anyway, that's that was dead in business now. I just think that hope um she's very talented, I love her voice, and I just hope that she doesn't like fall to the wayside. Like I think she is doing a little bit now. So Yeah. Yeah. This anime. I always forget that she's English as well. Yeah, until she speaks. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> um, for obvious. The... <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Why do we call them that? Because we're British as well. The Americans laugh at it too, but I find it funny as well because I'm like... The Americans laugh at it. And they're, they're laughing because they said that she always has to speak at every single song. <laughs> <laughs> and like, her voice sounds so formal. I don't like... I don't understand because I know we talk like that, but like when I say, oh, I'm like, oh. But like it just sounded like... I think she was purposely speaking in that way for the interlude purpose. But yeah, because I don't think she talks like that generally speaking. Oh, like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> e, e for everything. <laughs> it's so cheesy. <laughs> Ella, bless her, love her anyway. Um, of course, that was your number four, Ella May. Um, my number three now. So my top three album of the year is um by Division. Um, working on my karma. So this has been a slow grower for me. Um, I don't think anything will ever top their first album, if I'm honest. No. Um, but I appreciate that the album is like a return to the original formula, which I liked. Um. And there's a few standouts for me. First, again, I didn't really like the album. But I've listened to it a few more times and it's actually grown on me. And I can appreciate their single choices now. Whereas before, when I first heard, like, If I Get Caught and What's Up with Jagged Edge, I was just like, what is this? But now I listen to the album, I kind of see the theme and it, it comes in line. But yeah, my standouts for me, um, my favourite song on the album is a song called Bring It. It reminds me of their song Too Deep. So, yes, of course. Um, if I Get Caught... Um, what's up and then a song with um artist called Young Blue or Blue I think he's going by now called Last Time Um, and yeah I think it's like an ode to like their first album so they're returning back to that original sound which I appreciate so that's why they're my number three for the year yeah I'm not gonna lie like after the first album I tried to give the second album a chance and then I tried to give the other one a chance and I was just like uh, nothing's just really stacking up how <laughs> many chances are you gonna give them <laughs> no. actually on the second album I did like that song what's it called um no, tech time nothing. yes that's the best. that was the best song on that album i do like that song, that the best song um, they also had a song with summer woke up that i liked yes they do on um, the third album maybe yeah it's one of them one of the new ones anyway yeah um but like, i agree with you the first their first album honestly whenever we get around to doing our like top albums of all time or whatever that's definitely going to be up there because i honestly love every single song on that album can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah Oh, it just cut off. I can't. I'm second. I think um my headphone like popped out. Oh no, I can hear you fine. Yeah. Technical to technical difficulties. It happens. No, I can hear you fine there. Yeah. Ugh, this is so annoying. I can't hear myself. So I don't even. I don't know if it's like. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, the first album was definitely one of my favorites of all time. Like pretty much like every single song. Um, but yeah, like 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 I've said, I've just. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's not like they're 
quality in music has dipped because they're still very very much talented mm. and still like they still have like the same sound the same vibe i just don't know what it is but the new music it just doesn't really like click with me I yeah i hope it would but yeah i don't know what i really can't like pinpoint why that is yeah i can't really i agree with you i feel like the first album yes stuck with me very well second album i liked not as much as the first of course but yeah then the third album i kind of got lost then they released a project with um division not division title sign like a whole joint album and that every single song on that album sounded exactly the same to me so i was just like i think oh that's actually that's a good point i think that's the, the issue like the song I, sounds- like, I just feel like when albums like blend in with like you can't tell which song's what so and i, I think, think that's the thing with title sign because i think he sounds the same on every single song so I find it difficult to differentiate between what song. Like, I cannot tell you one of the songs on the album because I just can't remember any of them. And I've listened to the album. Like, it will play in my car and I just don't know what song is playing. I'm like, oh, that sounds all right, but I don't know what song it is. So. But that's why I think works so well with September 11th. Is that what it's called? Um, every single... September 5th. <laughs> Not 11th. Oh, you thought it's September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> it's my sister's birthday. Um, I definitely think that what made that album so good is that every single song was like different from each other yeah. and like there was like every song could stand alone I think every song could have been a single to be fair mm-hmm. um, I need to go back and listen to that album again because I, I haven't listened to it for a while and honestly that album just it just slaps from start to finish so I agree yeah Steve is, Steve is and hopefully one day you'll grab me back in <laughs> I hope so I'm going to see them in, in February as well they're coming to London so that's cool that'd be good um Okay, so that was your number three. So my number three of the year is, it's not an album, but it's an EP from Our Girls from the UK, Flo, the lead. I honestly think that this as an EP was really, 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 really good because every single song is good. Like, Carvel Box was such an amazing, like, first debut single because it was just so catchy and, like, it kind of um, showed us their style. It was, like, nostalgic because they've, went with that whole naughty sound and vibe and I was like so hooked on them from that one song um definitely think it was one of the best songs of the year also did you know that Emma Nike produced that yeah I heard I think um I think he told me when we were talking about them originally when we first yeah did. so basically he produced that immature summertime feature me he's really like in his producer bag isn't he yeah for real I'm so proud of him because guys we went to like we grew up in like the same city um, in London, so we used to see him all the time when he was in school. So it's just nice to see someone like making it from our like little ends. Exactly, it's not. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely nice. Like always, like it was Lucian McDonald's. Like, I was always remember seeing him around there, which is weird because I feel like his school was like not really in Lucian, but yeah, everyone used to come to Lucian to congregate. Outside <laughs> it was front line or whatever they used to call it. <laughs> Good times. Um, but yeah, this project I loved: Cobblebox, Immature, and Summertime. Those are my three favorites. But there's only five songs in the album, so. Realistically, the whole album is good. So, like, you can just listen. It's not. It's not a long listen. So you can just listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I think um, Immature is my favorite on that um, project. Definitely, I think Carbobots was a good introductory song, like you said, like mm-hmm. to introduce people to the group. And then, um, yeah, Immature. I thought, I like like I don't know. It reminds me of. Um, I like when girl groups do like do a little dark theme, if that makes sense, with songs. Like the video was like kind of dark. I kind of kind of liked. It reminded me of little mixes and. What's that song they have? Little Mix. Oh, God. No, it's going to annoy me now. Oh, God. Okay. Hold Which on. one? What? I don't like... remember what the song's called. Um, 
the video is like really dark and it's one of their first singles. Oh, um, DNA. Yes, yes, yes. The video reminded me of DNA just because of like the dark themes. But I do appreciate like a dark sort of because I guess I feel like the music videos are very like light and bright a lot of the time. Like Carvel Box was very like white and mm-hmm. bright, if that makes sense. So I feel like Immature contrasted that very well, which I like appreciate. So that's a random tidbit there. But yeah, um, so Flo, I'm happy to like that they're blowing up and I want them to continue to do so. And I'm sure that they will. We need, uh, and well, I, we do, and the world seems to only want or need one girl group at one time. So now that Little Mix have gone, um, Flo's got the chance to like really blow up and get up there. And like we've said it before, I'm just so happy that there's like a girl group of colour from the UK, like <clears throat> making it big in the, because first of all, girl groups don't usually make it big in, from the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very rare that that happens. Like, Little Mix is like an anomaly. Um, obviously you had like back in the day you had like girls allowed and like um, sugar babes, but most of the time, girl, like from watching X Factor, girl groups just never really made it far, never like mean made it um, big like Little Mix did. So and obviously five fifth five H fifth harmony like broke up, so when fifth harmony broke up, Little Mix kind of stood in so, and stuff. So I really hope that flow kind of go. The one thing about Little Mix that they didn't quite quite um get a hold of was america so yeah. i'm hoping that because because flow's music is i think it can cross the, the water and go to america i think america would because their songs are not like poppy and i know america don't really like pop like that um so i think that they have the real chance to crack america so mm-hmm. hopefully they do um, I can really see them fitting in there to be fair so, I think yeah. they can too especially like now that they've released songs like um, Losing You I think that like, has the potential to be like a good like, R&B crossover hit mm-hmm. if anything or urban AC hit or whatever so yeah I'm definitely in agreement with you yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, so I guess it's my number two now right yep, yep. 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 cool okay well, some of the albums great um, so my number two album of the year is a rap album and I really like Drake and Twenty One Savage's collaboration album. I knew that was gonna be on your list. Yeah, you know what? I have I swear to God above, every day I play at least three songs from this album. I don't know why, but every time I go anywhere, I just have to add it to the queue. I haven't gotten tired of like the same well no, I like listen to like the same like maybe like five songs, but like, like three I like in particular. Um or four, maybe. Yeah. Um but yeah, I really like it because I feel like um the dance thing that Drake did, I didn't enjoy, but there was that one song he did with 21 Savage on that album, I liked Jimmy Crooks. So I feel like in his head, like he knew that, well, it was number one. So I guess he knew that people liked his sound with 21 Savage. And so they kind of like were smart. And I think great, Drake always makes great moves for his career. So he was like, oh, everyone liked that song. Let me make a whole album with this person. So it's like, oh, you yeah, know, why not? And then that has also yielded in them almost having the platinum album in like less than two months. Um, so yeah, just really clever. I generally like hip hop and rap to an extent. I'm obviously more of an R&B head, but um, some of my favorite like rap songs have R&B hooks, I guess. So yeah, but um, standouts on the album for me are on BS. That's my favorite song. I played that at least once a day, like without fail. Um, Rich Flex, which is the one that went viral <laughs> for the Drake and Twenty One Savage memes. Twenty One. <laughs> 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 Do this for me. <laughs> I just can't get over how funny that was. Like, whoever made the WWE clip needs to. Be oh my god, that was so funny. Oh. They deserve many accolades because that was the funny. <laughs> I watched that clip so many times. Like, <laughs> it just fits the video. It's so the sass of it all. It's so sass. The sass of it all just. <laughs> 
Perfection. Well done to that person. I'm um, so clever, you know. I know. And then, and then two other standouts for me. I like Circle Loco. I don't really appreciate the Megan. I mean, it's not like a Megan Bigger was like a double entendre. But I think they put it in there because the people would know, would think that they're talking about Megan, considering the whole shot thing, the shooting thing, and lying about shooting, whatever. And it's been about you. So, yeah, I definitely like... Um, I do like Drake. I do like 21 Savage. Now I like him a bit more. I've like listened to him as a feature artist, but now I'm like, I actually like his style a bit more now that he's got a project with Drake. So, yes, Drake, her loss, my number two project of the year. I can't lie, I still haven't really listened to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it's good that you have like a switch up on your little list because mine's i don't have any hip-hop i don't to be honest with you like apart from the odd song i don't really like delve into hip-hop that much um so that's okay we like what we like yeah but i feel like i should every school we've got a music podcast i need to like delve into them things a little bit more um and i actually do like that from what of the clips the rich black song i actually like so Maybe I should go and listen to that album. Like yeah. you said, I don't think I'll ever listen to a project from Tony One Savage unless he's with someone. Yeah, like by himself, no. All the songs I like by him are <coughs> features. Like he's got one song with Cardi, two songs with Cardi, one song with DJ Khaled and Cardi, then he's got another song with Cardi. Everything I've heard with him has been like a collaboration. But I do I like that song with Cardi actually, Buddy Cardi. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah. He actually does have a good flow, to be fair. Yeah, it's like it, I think it doesn't come across samey, samey with guys for some reason but even though i'm sure it's the same flow that he uses in most of the same songs yeah probably but then i don't notice but then when it's a woman for some reason like megan i seem to like notice it a bit more oh she sounds the same ah maybe it's the ad-libs i don't know ah. <laughs> okay so yeah my number two is sos by scissor ah. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> This would have been number one, I'm not going to lie, but there was one, obviously, that has to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this album was released a, couple, a week ago now. Yeah, a week. If you haven't listened to our review of it, go listen to it now. Yeah, run uh, out. It is the episode before... No, two episodes before this one. Yeah. So, yeah, go listen to that. We go... We go. I'm not going to say much about it now because we literally went deep into it in that episode. So, go listen to that to find out why we liked it. But this is definitely one of my top albums of the year and i've been waiting for it for so long since 2017 so i'm just happy that it's finally wow. in our hands i love scissor um i've got loads of standouts but blind it just really has me in check or don't know why don't ask me um nobody gets me conceited and shirt yeah like i love shirt when it came out but like it just grows and grows and grows and more and more and more and i think that's the same with you because you said you didn't really like it when it first came out but now you like listen to it um, yeah so I think it's one of those songs that's going to be um, like strong in her catalog for like many many years um but yeah that's my number two album of the year Go yeah no i knew i kind of uh, i mean it was come up somewhere and yeah i guess in terms of order but yeah generally good album like i can't even like fault it obviously i've just been complaining about how long it is but um i think it is a good body of work generally speaking and again like i, I understand why she probably put so many songs on because God knows when she'll be allowed to release another album. So you might as well throw out as much as you can for the people to be satisfied a little bit, at least. So and, and it's blowing up. So Kill Bill is like number three on the billboard. And then Nobody Gets Me is like number eight, I believe. And then um, she's got another song on there. I think every song has charted. Yeah, it's charted. But I'm just talking about top ten. So she's got, I think she's got three songs in the top ten. 
Um, and obviously, I think Kill Bill would have been number one, but obviously, Christmas songs are number one and two. Yeah, the, I saw like a preview chart of Chart History did a post, and they said that if there wasn't any Christmas songs in the top ten, then most of the top ten would have been Scissor, and it would have been number one with Kill Bill. So yeah, it's crazy how people just latched onto that song. I know. I'm surprised, to be fair. Like that is like the standout of the album. It seems like I thought it would be something else, but I think the whole theme and like the lyrics and stuff. I think so too. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, well done, Sid. I'm so happy that she's actually getting the accolades that she deserves. Um, and she posted something on Instagram the other day about her album being number one, and she genuinely just seems so surprised and like so like humbled by it. Um, which was just so nice to see. It's kind of, obviously we can complain about albums like taking long to come out and. And know like them being too long or whatever and whatever but we really don't see what happens behind the scenes yeah not her fault i can honestly say yeah and i can just imagine how frustrated she's been for the last couple of years mm-hmm. um trying to get this album out because i remember one time she said that she didn't at one point she didn't even want to put it out because it's just been taking too long mm-hmm. so i'm happy that people are like giving it this recognition and like it's top 10 and like it's charting and stuff so hopefully the momentum like continues into the new year and hopefully she gets her first number one her solo, first solo number one yeah like natural song yeah definitely deserves this album if anything yep so yeah that's my number two so now it's your number one dun, 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 dun. i'm sure our number ones are the same i think it's gonna be <laughs> yeah so <laughs> you just our... say after yeah. one yeah so, so our number one album yeah. of the year is renaissance Woo! <laughs> <laughs> definitely the same yeah so i feel like for me it was the album of the year because of the cohesion i think that i really think beyonce paid attention to how she put the album together in terms of the sounds the order of the songs and also that how the some of the songs go into the other song the next song mm-hmm. i thought that was really clever and although i might not like the whole project like every single song i like pretty much most of the album but the fact that it just blends into how the songs go into each other and that kind of thing and the, how the theme of the songs works together mm-hmm. just makes it a really good album to me. Like, I feel like you can like an album and it can be the best kind of project and you can like every single song. But then there's albums that just generally are good albums, even if you don't like every single thing, you can appreciate the artistry. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I liked it. What did you like about Renaissance? Generally? I think what I really love about it is like the time of year she released it as well. Like, mm. just in the midst of summer when... This was like the summer where I think... I, In me, personally, from what I've seen people go through the summer like this was the summer where people like really were outside mm-hmm. like they really made the most of it because obviously we were locked up for you summer. were outside i was outside <laughs> <laughs> so ever since she released break my soul and then she released the album i was just like it's just like the perfect perfect time i think beyonce is so clever like she knows what she's doing and she released it at the right time i think um um and then i just think that the whole vibe of it was just summery and like, everyone was just happy, just made you happier, and like you said, I think the whole, what I like about it as well, the whole production of it was just, it just seemed so seamless, and like, like, a lot of thought was put into it, I think, um, my only gripe of it is that, where are the visuals, so. Yeah, the only thing, like, that has not ruined the project, but, like, kind of delayed it a bit, is the visuals, I think that, um, the longevity would have extended if, like, there was visuals, um, good feat that Break My Soul went to number one without a video, but we would still like to see the videos. I know that she bought them, so I don't understand what the, you know, what the holdup is. What the... I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's got something planned. I think it's going to be like a, I think it might be like a special or something like homecoming. Yeah, um, maybe. I mean, I just people think people want some sort of visual. Visual, yeah. Yeah, uh, I can appreciate. So, but this album is definitely the album of the year because I'm looking now on Wikipedia and on a lot of 
uh, year end list like Entertainment Weekly, uh, Rolling Stone, The Guardian, top 10 best albums of 2022, top 100 best albums of 2022. It made number one in all of them. Yeah. I think, yeah, I've seen that as well. Like, everyone's like listening like, in the top album. Yeah. And I think that's what is up. Like, I can honestly say that it's a really good album. And again, like we said, we when we were talking before she released it, we said we want a fun album. And Beyonce just knows what to do. Like her and Drake, I thought they have good... They just know what to do with their music, I think, generally speaking. Uh, yeah, I like, agree. She knew that people had heard enough of, like, the themed kind of things, like like Lemonade and um, the Beyoncé album in terms of, I don't know, themes, and The Black is King and stuff. So it was just like, we want fun dance music, and I think that's what she thought about when she produced this. It's just like, nothing too serious, you know, but, like, good vocals, good production, and good vibes, and that's what we got. So Renaissance, and my favourite songs from the album... Um, Virgo's Groove is like my favorite song from the album, like hands down. That grape juice, I don't know if you read the thing, they did the top five songs, and that was like number three or something. Yeah, it was on top of their top list. Um, America has a problem, has definitely grown on me. I just love that 80s synth pop sound, like it just sounds so mysterious to me. I love that. Um, I can imagine it being like a soundtrack for like, I don't know, Ghostbusters or something random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I Break My Soul, of course, um, Cuff It has definitely grown on me. Oh, yeah, Cuff It is a is our ultimate ultimate pop. I think because of Instagram as well, it just made me like it even more. Yeah, the the challenge definitely made me like it more, and it's just such a feel good song. Like that just reminds me of like happiness personified in music. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, any other songs I like? I like everything else except for I like the whole album except for All Up in Your Mind. Oh, I don't like that song either. I don't really like Pure Honey either. I don't. I don't, I don't mind Pure Honey. I think I prefer um Honey than Pure. Yeah, I think I do too. And then Summer Renaissance, I don't really like listen to that much either. No. Mine always changes as well because I used to have um, favourites, but it, like the more I listen to it, the more it changes. Like I move, I did, I like to move, but like it's grown on me a lot now with one of Grace Jones in terms. Um, I never really used to like Classic Off the Sky. Well, I did like it, but it was never one that I really went back to, but I really like it now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's one of those albums where if you keep listening to it, you're just going to have new favourites because it's just such a good body of work. Um, what are your favorites at the moment? My favorites at the moment, are, it's probably moved, moved, you know, moved. Heated has just always been my favorite. That always been my favorite song. Um, what else? Oh, Coffee definitely is up there, mainly because of Instagram. Mm. Um, and and I'm really, really liking Cozy as well, actually. I'm talking about Cozy. Cozy, Cozy. Yeah, <laughs> no, good album. Don't really. Also, energy is such a bop. Yes, I love energy. Like, I love the way it starts off, and I love the way it goes into break my soul. Mm-hmm. The only issue I have with energy is that it's only one minute fifty six. Yeah, it's quite short, isn't it? It's short. It's it just, feels it... like it wasn't there as an interlude. Instead. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely an interlude from to go into break my soul. But it mm-hmm. works so well. It that is the smoothest. Smooth. I would go back when I'm playing the album. I'll go back to the end just so I could hear like the bit where Big Freedom. Honestly, me too. Like it's, just, <laughs> it's so good. That is the smoothest transition. I was just like, nah, that's mad. That's. Do you remember me, like when we first heard when I first heard the album and I heard that go into Break Myself? I was so confused. I was like, is it the same song? Is it yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, genuinely, like, well done, Beyonce. It's such such a good album. Definitely one of her best in in years. I agree. Good album. Definitely a grower. Well done, Beyonce. We must, must say something because we both have it as our number one. So it's true, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's our top five albums. Um, 
quite a struggle because we, I don't I don't think this was really, apart from my songs and SOS I don't think it was really a year for albums like that. Mm. I think it was pretty much a single year, single kind of year because there was some really good songs this year. Um, but albums like projects, I think we could do better in twenty twenty three. I agree. Um. So yeah, going into our top ten songs. Um. I actually have eleven because I couldn't decide. Uh, not an honourable mention. <laughs> Let me just quickly say my number eleven because it's like. It's just outside the list. Um, and I only heard it the other day. It's like Bryson Turner's song, Outside. Oh. I sent it to you the other day. And honestly, it's a, such a good song. I didn't even realise he released one. But I listened to it, I heard it, and I was like, okay, this is actually really, really good. So, yeah, that's my, like, honourable mention. Um, and then number 10. Should I say my number 10 or do you want to go? Um, I think I'll add my number 10. I mean, I'll add my honourable mention because I had... Okay. I had one that what I didn't put on the list, but I think it deserves to be on the list. And mine was um, Cuff It by Beyonce. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like, in terms of the songs I do, Cuff It grew on me, like, maybe towards the end of the year, especially around the challenge time. So maybe the last, maybe two months or so. Um, yeah, so I would say that my, my honourable mention. As we discussed that previously in the last five seconds, <laughs> good album, good vibes, good song. I could have put many, many Beyonce songs on this list, but I had to mm-hmm. choose. But yeah, Cuff is a good honourable mention. Um, okay, so I'll kick off my number 10 then. Okay. Okay, so my number 10 song of the year is uh, Chris Brown, LMA, Sex Memories. Oh, you love that song. I used to, I just love that song. I don't, mm. I don't know. <laughs> like, out of the whole album, I didn't even listen to the album. Like, I listened to it one time, I think. Um, I didn't even listen to all of it because you know he's got like 20, 20 so tracks um, so that was like one of the songs oh, not the only songs there's another one called Sidekick I think there's another song on there that I added on my playlist but it was Death, Sex Memories that other song and then another song and then that was like the only songs that I took from it from like the mm-hmm. whole track list but Sex Memories definitely was like up there with me I just love him and Ellen's like flow together I think they sound good together and I think it's just like a really nice nice song um i like when chris brown collaborates with females i think he his voice goes well with them i agree he should do more collaborations with females if he can i want him and sierra to collaborate again i think that'll be nice yeah yeah um, also that song is better than the, the collaboration on her album called what do you call it child don't even get me sound. that song is terrible yeah i don't even know what makes it terrible i think the name of it just makes it terrible it just sounds like it's <sighs> just cheesy it's just no i just think it was like a thing where she wanted to work with him because she said he's her favourite artist and I think that the rush thing for the album to come out and they just slapped something together and it was no yeah. I mean it was kind of catchy but it's just cheesy as heck yeah. so no, uh, but, but yeah that's my number 10 from Mr Chris Brown good choice um, my number 10 is um, Bia and J. Cole London and I think this year I've been in my rap bag like, especially my female rap bag Defo enjoyed the female rappers a lot more. There's a few of them on this list, in fact. Um, and this song, I just liked the like. It was it reminded me of a grime song, which I appreciate because I used to love grime music so like much when Channel U and like Channel AKA was like a big thing. So that was my thing, and it just reminded, like a lot of the bars were really stood out to me. Um, and she mentioned Crocs, and I thought that any song that mentions Crocs is just top tier to me. Um, and I was, sorry, I was gonna say I love that. So I love how. Um her and J. Cole put the um, English accent on. Yeah, I literally thought it was like, they, they use so many different like types of slang so she used a lot of um, British slang, like American slang and then Canadian slang as well, which I learned through the song because she was like, 
can't even honor it, man. And I was like, I didn't even know that was a Canadian thing, but that's how they talk apparently. And then yeah, J. Cole's British accent, like splendid. He said so many things of a rich accent. And his wordplay is just out of this world anyway. He's like my favorite male rapper. So Bia and J. Cole, my top ten song um from this year. Good, nice pick. Um my number nine is another LMA song. I didn't realise they're so close together. But yeah, it's LMA Sink or Swim, which is from uh, Heart of My Sleep album. That's one of my standouts from when I took songs from it. So at the beginning of this year, the year especially, especially I put I had this on the peak. So that's my number nine from LMA. Okay, feeling the LR this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if that was one of my favorites on the album. I don't remember. No, I don't remember what it sounds like. To be honest, I was gonna say, do you remember what it sounds like? <laughs> I don't even remember. I just gotta listen to it after this. But yeah, it's the first. I still have it in my um likes, but I don't remember what it sounds like. I haven't listened to the album since we maybe did a review, which was months ago. Gosh. But yes, um, my number nine is Sierra and Summer Walker. Better things. Um, better things, better things. Yeah, I liked. I feel like. Although we like not drag, but we were talking about how jump wasn't it and stuff. I like the transition to better things. I feel like it was a better song, and it's moving in the right direction in terms of the kind of music maybe she should be making. Although maybe it doesn't have like replayability for most or some people. I think that the next one she drops will be like more R and B because I think people want to hear like that from Sierra, like that body party Sierra. They like promise Sierra. They like that kind of mid tempo slow songs here ironically even though she's a dancer they like the slower songs that she makes more so ride sierra that kind of thing so yeah sierra and Walker, better things is my number nine song i do think it's a good song i don't i do like it i just like you said it's just i don't think it's got that much replayability for mm-hmm. me Which is um, there's something about it really but yeah it's definitely a much much better song than jump mm-hmm. and also it's nice to see females collaborating more cause yeah because it's, it's rare it's very rare nowadays so it's weird strange um, and I do genuinely think they sound good together. So, um, yeah, it's a good song. I just, like you said, I hope she goes down more so down that route. Then we don't want any more jump or level up. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't. I agree. Just leave it alone. Um, also, I'm a bit sorry. I'm this is off. Well, not off topic, but like I'm so I'm a bit over like that like ass shaking, booty shaking music. Like I just don't. It's just not not I want to hear. To be fair, like. So yeah, I just hope if female rappers and like female singers, and especially, I think they just need to move away from that a little bit and just like I don't want to say like grow up, but grow up. <laughs> <laughs> you want more substance, maybe? Yeah, because like Sierra can make, I think she can make really, really good music if she tried. We don't really want to see her booty shaking like she's yeah. like a number three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! And she's married. <laughs> I know. I don't feel. I mean, her husband doesn't seem to mind because she she's no. thing everywhere. So. But it just doesn't suit her aesthetic, I don't think. Um, I get you. And she's so pretty as well. Like, she doesn't need to do that. Um, but yeah. My number nine, no, my number eight is a random song. It's from a drag queen that was on Drag Race, but she released music um, in the summer. And it was like a two-parter, so it was like, let go in your name. And I just think it just... Because this summer, is just whole, that whole summer vibe that I just really loved. Um so yeah, it really fit into my playlist um, in the summer. So yeah, that I put it on my list because I, I was looking at my um, you know that top songs of twenty twenty two on yeah, Spotify, and that was one of them. So I was like, oh, I have to add it to the list then because obviously okay. did love it. So what's the artist called? Or the... Oh, Shea Coulee. Say again. Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's my number eight. Okay, number eight. Um. 
Oh, is this my number eight? Yeah, sorry. My number eight is um Baby Tate and Two Chains, Ain't No Love. So another female rapper. Um, in my female rapper bag this year, clearly. Ooh, <laughs> I know there's that. There's actually a few of them on this list. I can't even lie. There's more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like it. It's it for Sierra's O, and um, I've been listening to her a little bit more because of Babyface's album. Um, she's on one of the features on that. She can sing as well, and she raps. So I like, and I think she's like a bit different. Like her rapping isn't. Her raps are not very all graphic. She can rap about different things. I've noticed. Like her content isn't just sexual, and I think that's what I appreciate about Baby Tate. So I think she's hopefully one of the next to blow up. Um, in terms of, she can dance, she can rap, and she can sing. So I thought she's a triple threat in those senses. And I think her mum was a musician. I can't remember what her mum's name is, but her mum was a musician as well. So she's also like Mabel with the inherited talent genes going on thing. So yes, I like when rappers can dance as well. Yeah, I do too. I and also appreciate that Cardi B can actually dance quite well as well. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, like I she, always put, she always puts choreography in her song. Yeah, it, which is good because normally, like, like if, if, if I love Nicki, but she would just stand there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just it's just not her ministry, I guess. It's not. It's not her bag. So she tries I, sometimes. Don't she you? does. She tries. She tries. What we can ask for. <laughs> but you know what? If you can't dance, you can't dance. You can't force yourself to like. That's it. So, God loves a trial. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you really were in your rap bag. Oh, more. <laughs> um, so my number seven is oh my god, I just, I just I don't know why I love this song so much, but it was Capella Grain Clarida Gallus remix. She, oh, you re- oh, you did like this, yeah. I really loved Clary's verse. Like she really, she really ate that verse up. Um, I think so much so that I, I loved the song, but I'd actually never heard the original. <laughs> That's what a remix will do to you sometimes. Make you love good. I don't even want to go to listen to the original because Chloe's not there, so I should listen to it. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, Chloe, like honestly, she is one of my favorite singers. I just hope I could just see her going down the route of like Scissor, where the label are just gonna. I think they're gonna fuck her up. I can see it happening already because. She's had many tri- tries this year. Nothing's really popped off the same as um, Mercy. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so I just hope... Do you know what I think it is, though? I think she messed up when she released... Um, what was that song called? The Slow One. Surprise. Surprise. I was just like, girl, no. This is not what we wanted or yeah. asked I think we lost a bit of momentum. But at least prior to Surprise, the Have Mercy and Treat Me charted. So at least there was like she was on the right path because at least the songs were charting. But then surprise kind of was a bit of a dampener, and I think since then we've had a bit of a a downhill slope. So yeah, yeah I agree with you. I think that she's got potential. I think that the label at least that they <coughs> release stuff and produce stuff. So I appreciate that she's actually putting out music or they're letting her put the part of music. Whereas SZA was doing one song a year, so Chloe yeah. has been able to at least put out which is good. Like, yeah, exactly. Four videos, kind of. Also, thing. she's been booked on like. Um, award shows and stuff, which is yeah, she's been performing. So like, I think they're trying. It's just like they're they're trying to get a hit. Yeah, I think they should stop chasing a hit and just let her just like, just let a hit a hit come naturally. Yeah. Um, or at least let her release an EP or something. Yeah, and then people can decide what they want to like hear from the EP. I think that would be a good idea. Like seven songs, and then people will resonate with whatever. Then they can push whatever song they feel like is going to get the most streams at that time or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, my number seven song is another female rap collab. 
It's Mona Leo and Flo Millie. We're not humping the remix, and this was like one of my top played songs in <laughs> in twenty twenty two, as in like in my twenty Spotify end of year playlist. It's just so catchy, like it's so catchy, and Flo Millie on the remix just made it even more. This is another rapper I really like. So I like a lot of I like Baby Tate. I love I like Flo Millie. I like Mona Leo. I like Dochi. I feel like they're very diverse. Um, I like Glorilla now as well, actually. So I like a lot of female rappers, actually. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. Because um, one of Dochi's songs, Persuasive, is one of my top favourite songs. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like the remix of Scissor as well. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list. I totally forgot about it. That's my another animal mention, guys, because that is a really, really good song. It's so persuasive. It's so catchy. Yeah. Um, I do love that. I loved her performance at the I can't remember what award show it is now, but BT Awards. Yeah, but she was like it was so 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 good. I was like I was so surprised at how good it was. Yeah. Um she like really stole the show for me. She's um, actually been performing for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love when like they come out of the gate like confident. Like mm-hmm. straight away. And I think she definitely has a chance to blow up. She reminds me a bit of like Brie Runaway. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Um but even Brie Runaway hasn't really blown up as much as she should have. Um, Pending though. It's definitely, definitely pending, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, yeah, good choice. Flo Miller. I haven't really listened to much of Flo Millie, but uh, from what I've heard, I do like her too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so crazy how many female rappers are actually um, coming out. At one time as well. At one time, yeah. Um, my number six is, I'm going to put your shit in a cardboard box. Cardboard box by Flo. I just, like I said before in my album, um, when I put them on my album, top five albums, I think Carbo Box was such a strong song for them to come out to. A strong debut. Uh, it's so, 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 so catchy. And I just fell in love with them, like, straight away from this song. So I'm just like... And I was like... From when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm expecting big things from them. And it seems like they're doing well. So I'm just... I'm so happy that they are getting the recognition they deserve because this mm-hmm. is such a good song. The EP was really good. And their new song, Losing You is also really 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 good um also what i love about it is like from cardboard box immature to summertime to like losing you they're all quite different yeah there's no like they don't sound the same yeah. they're different vibes because even losing you is, is a bit slow mm-hmm. but like it's nice that you can hear them doing something different mm-hmm. so i think they can be very diverse in that sense so i'm looking forward to seeing what they release next year hoping nice. hoping for an album yeah, hopefully. I think that they have the opportunity to work with lots of different producers as well, which is really fortunate for them. I've seen them, they've been in the studio with like Dark Child, they've obviously worked with MNEK, so they're working with a lot of different producers, which is really good for shaping the different kind of sounds. So I like that for them. My girls, my girls, them. Also, I want to like, shout out to the video because I love the video. It's yeah. so simple, but it just works so well. It's, it reminds me of like, it, like an American shot video. Like, it doesn't give yeah. me quality. It gives me, like, American video. Like, they're so warm, the visuals they used, and it's, just, like, sunshine in the background of the whole <laughs> house. The house just looks warm. Like, I want to make some cookies there. So. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really like the video, too. It's nice. I enjoy them. They are up and coming. They deserve to win next year. Here for Flo. Yeah, here for it. My number six is Chris Brown, Under the Influence, because... Rocky yeah. Roberts, I said, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this shit got me lazy right now. I love this song. Like, I just feel like I love a slow burner. Like, I know it came out in 2019, but technically the video came out this year, so it's new to me. Um, And yeah, it's blown up randomly. And I just think it's such a good song. And again, this is what I was saying. When you have a big album sometimes, like Chris Brown will be doing 
25 plus songs on one album you can get stuff can get lost sometimes and that's what i think must have happened to this song oh it definitely did yeah yeah because i this under deluxe wasn't it wasn't it i probably i don't even remember that the issue i have with the album is i don't remember like what songs are on i'm it. pretty sure that it was like far far down trackless like <sighs> oh, so people wouldn't have heard it and they only blew up because of um tiktok right yeah Which, literally so yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you with that with long albums. That's that's the one problem is that you just can't like a hidden a hidden gem will just be hidden. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at the album now, I think I think it was the deluxe version. Anyway. I think you're right. Yeah, he put an extended version, yeah, and then he. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, yeah, but Oliver, this album, thirty songs, then bonus tracks, thirty three songs, then an extended version has an extra one, two. 10 songs. It's about 40 plus songs. Nah, it's not. It's not nah. <laughs> and that, yeah, it was, you're right. It wasn't an extended version. So that's why I didn't even bloody hear it because I was probably stuck on the first part. Yeah. <laughs> bloody hell, mate. Okay. That's so much. Nah. I, I think that's because that's the problem. Like his last couple albums, they've all been 30 plus tracks. I can't do this anymore because I need to understand. I need about 12 songs from him in the next album tops. And you know why as well? What is annoying is the fact that he so he does all the like he does all those um tracks, but then he releases another album like so close together. And then I don't know which album which song's from anymore. Exactly. It's like just confusing, like, come on. Oversaturated a little bit. Literally. Um Yeah. Is that your number six? Yeah, that was my number six. So that's your number five next. Yeah. Okay, so my number five is um, okay, so I don't know if you know this song, but I literally heard it the other day on Instagram. I was like an Instagram reel and I saw her singing it, and it's called People by La Bianca. Um, I don't know if you heard it, it goes like, how's it going? Um, oh my god, I've got, I've got under influence in my head now, so I can't think of the tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I literally was singing it before. What's it called? Uh, La Bianca People. Is the artist called La Bianca? Yeah. How do you even spell that? Uh, L L I B I A N C A. Oh, be like, like oh, like, like oh, okay, I get you, Lebianca. Okay, is she French or something? Um, I think she is from Africa. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of how the song goes now. It's really annoying me. They have to. Be. Are you? Def- I think you probably have heard it on uh, Instagram. Oh, because if it's like a real TikTok kind of song, then yeah. It it looks like her most popular song was I, been nah, I can't get on the tune in my head. So I'm going to play it for you because I feel like you've heard it. Give us a snippet, mate. Little snippet. It's like blowing up. Like, it's just a recent thing. Struggling to keep your team's work on track. Asana's multiple timeline views allow you to keep track of every team's projects effortlessly. Here we go. I'll just play the first bit because that's the bit. From Mama Night, Libya, I don't think I've heard it. Okay, well, yeah, that's going around Instagram. It's like blowing up on Instagram right now. Oh. It's kind of like when, do you know when hours and hours like blow up? 
randomly. I think that's going to happen to this song because like everyone keeps talking about it. Mm. Anyway, that's my number five, even though I just heard it like two days ago because I just love that song. I think it's such a nice, calm song. Um, I don't know where she's from, actually. I should really find that. Um, but yeah, you know what I love? When I just, because obviously I go, I think we all do, but we just scroll on Instagram like just watching random like funny videos. But I just love when you get that little like song that you've never heard before. Just like, oh my God. Um Spelling her name though. Yeah, no, I get you. I think I think happens to me the other day. Like, there's one song I randomly heard by some artist called Saint Levant. Um, I think he's he's like no, he's like um Arab and French or something. And he's got something called Very Few Friends. That I heard like yesterday, but I've been playing it like a lot. So I'm with you on that one, my friend. I get it. I get it. Um, my top number five. Sorry, my number five song of the year. Ooh, approaching the top top five is Division Bring It, which I mentioned earlier in the um when i mentioned the album so yeah bring it is an like an ode to their first album it reminds me of too deep because they've got like a choir of females singing along um so yeah division bring it is my number five song definitely the standout on that album as well i think i was just saying oh that their new album yeah their new album stand up um so my number four i guess yeah four is we don't cast Last, last. Oh, sweat down, shy, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, we did a what did we, what episode? We talk about um, like what the summer, the song of the summer is, and you said that it was last, last. Mm. I was saying let's break myself, but I changed my mind. Last, last was definitely the song of the summer. Yeah, but that song was everywhere. Like, and it's just such a good song. Um, but yeah, that's my number four because I just I've. I've never played the song so much in my life. I just love the sample. I think it's one of the best samples I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's just a, it's just a simple sample, but like you can hear that where it's from. You can just like if you like know R and B music well, mm-hmm. enough, you know that it's Tony Braxton. You know it's from it wasn't long enough for me. And it's just like just a, just that little little tiny bit of it as well. It just makes mm-hmm. it so like good. Also, the fact that he he paid so much for it, but he he basically got like he put, you know he has no rights to it at all. So he gave her, I believe, sixty percent of the song. I think the label gets thirty, and then he gets like ten or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh, but then that makes me think that he gets most of his song rights then, because label gets thirty. And I'm assuming if he didn't sample, he would have probably got seventy. So that's not too bad. But for this one song, which seems to be like his breakout, it definitely is his hit, like, or one of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me what he's saying because I don't know. Yeah, you know what? He's talking about heart heartache and heartbreak in like a very Nigerian way. Um and yeah, you're right. You know when the song's played out like, when I'm out, I, everybody really loves the I need Ebo and Shayo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely was a song of the summer. Like everybody loves Yeah. And I think this is like one of those songs like Essence that has brought people into Afrobeats because a lot of people like love this song. And if you might if you're not very familiar with Afrobeats and your sister first introduction, I see yeah. like all kinds of people in like clubs and stuff singing along to it. White, brown, Asian, black. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. I like that universal unifying thing that Afrobeats has going on right now. So good song choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely a good one. What's your My one? number four is Pinwana F R E. Really? You love this song. You die on the hill for this song. Because I feel like you're the only one that really likes this. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I remember it was the Jermaine's Carver time and I play I would play music and then Olivide like was in the car and as soon as she heard it, she loves the song now as well. So I was like, Oh look, I made my friend like this song too. And he even likes it. it was on a um super freak sample. 
So, um, Nicki Minaj, that's my dog, that's my girl, my favorite female rapper. I got the add on the list. Um, and it's the Roman Extended Remix version. Sorry, very specifically, that is my favorite because you had the original, the Roman Extended version, and then the version with like the other female rappers. But I like the Roman Extended version. What does that do? It's got a bit at the end when she basically throws shade at Megan Thee Stallion and said, um, um, she was, I thought, could have saw she was cocky until my album sold more than her mixtape. Drop a tear, Rick James, bitch. Drop a tear, Rick James. So she's basically saying that Megan's mixtape, her Mickey's old, old projects sold more than her album that she put out. And that Megan looks for sympathy in the, from the media, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a no. So that's an extended re- the remix of the girls. Anyway, yeah, she just basically threw shit at Megan about her album selling less than oh, okay. her old album. Yeah. F. <laughs> Uh, it's so cheesy. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. I just, like, I don't love everything she does. But <coughs> that was a standout moment for me in summertime. I played the song of the remixes. All the versions are in my top Spotify songs. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I have no link on my my list, bro. Uh, you don't like her. Just tell us you hate her. I, I'm, I'm not a barb, guys. I'm not. Dude, <laughs> guys, flag him on Instagram. Go and report him. <laughs> um. No, no, I love Nikki. I just don't think none of her songs have really grabbed me that much. This um, her new songs, anyway. Mm. Um, my number three is Scissor Blind. I just don't know why this song has me in a checkhold. Like, this is um, my favorite song of the album. I don't know why. I swear, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I, this is the one I go back to the most. I don't know what it is. I just I love the way she says blind, blind. yeah, um, isn't it nice? Um, but yeah, I just love this song. I think it's nice. I think that it is. It's weird because um, it has no like beat or anything. I'm not really, really a fan of those kind of songs. But something about it, from when she performed it on SNL, I've just been like drawn to it. So yeah, she's a blind. But I could have chosen so many songs from that album. I, yeah, I really stressed myself out. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> it was quite difficult because you did like the whole project pretty much. Yeah. You know I can never choose just one song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that though. I actually do. You know when we do when we do like our album of the weeks, do you know how like stressed I get choosing just like five? Because I don't want to put too many. And mm. you're gonna be like, oh you put like the whole album. I know I always come <laughs> when I see more than four songs, I'm like, so the whole album basically. <laughs> your standout, your favourite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh god. Um, my number three song of the year is um, Glorilla and Cardi B, Tomorrow 2. My rap, female rap bag, 2020. That is my song. Like, Cardi B's bit on that song is actually so lit. Like, I think it's one of her best verses, like, ever. Because it just sounds so good. I just love when she's like, um, what did she say? Fake bitch, that's why my friend fucks on your nigga. Both you bitches pussy, I think y'all should scissor, yeah. You pull that chain, I bought the same one even bigger. You know you it word for word. No, I got a trigger, yeah. <laughs> that is, I know that whole, I listened to that song twice, yeah, and I knew the whole verse. I said, nah, this song has definitely got me in a rap still. So that is a really good song. I listened to that song in the gym, and it makes me, the way I pump those, the eye when I hear it, I don't know what it does to me, but it does something really good. <laughs> so Glorilla and Cardi B, tomorrow two is my top three, number three song of 2022. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, my number two is my top song on my Spotify wrapped, apparently. So I have to put it on there. My mm. two, Chloe, uh, Treat Me. Oh, Because yeah. mm. that song, I'm, I'm not going to lie, at the beginning of the year when the, this song came out, I did actually overplay it. Like, you definitely did. No, I really did. <laughs> 
like I would play and they would end and I'm like we won it. Don't this song I just not appreciate it. Like, I actually like the song better than Have Mercy. Like it's just such a good song. Like, mm. I know you said it sounded like noise. I still, I still There's hate a lot it. going on. Booty 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 booty. Yeah. Get you in, get you in. Oh, such a good song. But yeah, that's my number two from Chloe. Okay. So this is our number one. I'm gonna match you scared. Oh, this is number your number two, isn't it? Yeah, my number two, yeah. So my number two is Drake and Twenty One Savage on BS. Um, because I don't know why this song has a hold on me as well. I don't know there's no some songs but it's all rap songs. Yeah, literally all of them. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six out of the ten songs are rap songs, which is surprising for me. But I didn't realise I like rap music so much, but hey, maybe I do. I guess the female rappers especially. Um yeah. But yeah, on BS, Drake and Twenty One Savage, my favourite song on their album. There's just, I don't even know what it is about this song. It's just really catchy. And I like the flow that they, they have like that interchanging flow that thing going on. So like Drake will rap a bit and 21 Savage will like respond. So it's like a call and response. But do your thing, 21, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> and certain lines on the song like are very cheesy, like, but I like, like 21 Savage was like, all oh, my bitches stand there, it's Boricua. I was like, okay. But I really like that pop for some reason. So, I need to listen to it because you like yeah. it. Okay, that's your number two. Okay, I need to go and listen to that song in particular. I think I'm putting it Yeah, and um, yeah, I just like the corner. I like the back and forth thing with rappers. I like that. Like, one will say one line, another one will say another line. That's kind of cool to me. So, that's my number two song of the year. Drake and 21 Savage on BS. I'm going to say number one. How scary. Um, so, my number one is. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Heated by Beyonce. I knew it was going to be Heated. <laughs> When I tell you this song, I've played it since, like, I don't even know how many times I've played this song. I just love the end bit, like, the end, like, Uncle Johnny, make my chest that cheeks band that she looks so mad. Like, I just love this song. I think yeah. this is a song that was a grower for a lot of people, because yeah. I don't think people really got, like, they were not drawn to it at the first listen, but, like, as it's gone on, I've seen it being, like, a lot of people's favourites. Yeah, um, same here. I didn't really like it initially, but it's grown on me, especially the end, as you said. Ten, ten, tens are across the board. Oh my god, I used to listen to it as soon as that bit's very catchy, especially. You got me, it's such a good song. I definitely one of the best on the album. Yeah, it's a good song. I have to appreciate it now. I think when we did the review, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but now it's definitely grown on me. Um. So my number one song is also Beyonce's song. <laughs> no, it's Virgo's Groove. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So we both really love Beyonce this year. Um, I, I don't know what it is about Virgo's Groove, but I just really like the song. It just sounds like an 80s kind of like funky song to me. And I love the bit when she's like doing her wrists and runs repeatedly. Like, you are... Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I need to go back and listen to that because it's not yeah. one of my like most listened to but yeah it's a good song and it must be good because it was on um, like I said before it was on that Grape Juice's top 5 songs yeah uh, and it's your top number 1 so it must be I love the the vocals and um, I just love the like I'm gonna be the one to take you there it's just so like funky to me I love a funky I like when most of that kind of song I like, I like green light I liked, um, like Freak on Dress I like that kind of like funk sound she like kind of does with the synths and like you know you know you want to and also it's nice that that this on renaissance this is quite a different like vibe from the whole album like it's like it calms it down a little bit 
Which is yeah, not it's not too bad. It's very groovy, literally. The title yeah. suits it very much so. That is our top five and top ten, or top five albums and top ten songs of the year. Yes. Looking at the list, like it was a really, really good year for music, like songs, like standalone songs, I think. I agree. More so than albums. I think albums kind of lacked a little bit, but mm-hmm. the songs can't keep on coming. Like 20, I'm actually really excited musically for 2023. I think it'll be a good year. We're going to get a lot of new albums, especially from like mm-hmm. Cardi. Drake will probably drop something because he drops something every year. Uh, yeah, literally. Sure. They might give us Act 2 Renaissance. So, yeah. Yep. Um, Brown probably will drop something eventually after he tours. Please, no more 40 tracks. <laughs> please, no more than 15. <laughs> You know, you have that many tracks, yeah, like, and so many albums, like, back to back. How does he choose what to sing on the tour? Bro, he will just do, and this is <laughs> this is down to his artistry as well. I have to commend him because he will do, like, snippets of, like, two songs, 30 seconds, then he'll go into the next song. Like, he's, he's, you know, like, when they choose what songs they want to play, they're, his um song list, what's it called? Performance list, song list, performance, Set whatever list. it's called. Is it? Set list. That's the one. Set list. The set list. I don't know what I'll say. The set list must be must be mad because it's just like, how do you even remember all these songs that you have? Initially, like, you know all these songs, so you can tell me you can sing. Nah, it's too much. It's too. Much. He would definitely have to go back and listen to him. I'm, I'm sure. Because how do you remember the lyrics? That's the thing. <laughs> and he'll be dancing at the same time. I'm just like, it's beyond me at this point. Yeah, literally. But yeah, guys, that brings us to the end. Um, let us know your favourites as well. I'm sure everyone's lists are different, or they might be similar. I'm pretty sure Beyonce's going to be up there with everyone's list. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to add to the playlist now. <clears throat> if you didn't know, we have a playlist on the rated play- called the Rated Playlist on Spotify. And normally we do an old school song and a new school song, but I think we're going to add a song each from our top 10 songs. Um, and I am going to add the La Bianca song, People. Because that's been repeated a bit recently, and I think people should hear it. So yeah, I'm gonna add that one. And I'm gonna add Glorilla and Cardi B tomorrow too. I don't think it's in our playlist. So are you sure you haven't added that? I thought I looked, and I was like, "I'm hold on, let me check again." But I thought it was. I don't think I saw it when I. I thought I was like, "Did I add this before?" The rated. I, I thought like you would have, but that's what was... I'm confused about as well. Because I'm like, did I? Did I not? I can't even see it on here. Hold on. Uh, on my laptop, I can't even search properly. Well, if not, then we'll add something else. But I'm yeah. pretty sure. I remember you speaking about that song. It must have been on like a on a, like a list that we did. Yeah, I think it maybe maybe it was actually October. It would have been recently if I did. Um, no, I don't think I've added it. Yet. Know, maybe you didn't. Then. Okay, no worries. Yeah, no, I haven't. No, October. Alrighty. Cool. Well, guys, this brings us to the end of the episode and also our last episode of 2022. Um, it's been a good year for the Rated Podcast and we're looking forward to bigger things in 2023. Got a lot of things planned, a lot of things hopefully will come together for us and thank you guys for being with us this whole year. Um, we're actually, it's been a year since we started the podcast, so it's crazy and we're still here, still going strong, still consistent and we appreciate your support. Just keep giving us reviews on um Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're going to hopefully try and look into like expanding it as well to other streaming sources or streaming platforms. Um, and yeah, just make sure you give us a comment. And if you want to um, like feature on the podcast or something that you want us to speak about, you can email us at theratedpodcast1 at gmail.com. 
follow us on Instagram at the Rated Podcast, and you can find me at Ollie Fade. I'm at And genuinely, have a happy new year, guys. And hopefully, 2023 brings you life and prosperity and hopefully happiness. And yeah, we will actually, it's going to say weird, we're going to speak at you next year. Wow, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.